Your expectations might be causing weight gain. If you've increased in body fat or whatever, if, you, if you're slowly getting out of shape, your expectations could be hurting you. And that's what we're going to cover today, whether you are technically self-sabotaging yourself from the get-go. This is the Game of Food. This is the Game of Food. We're helping real people get real results with delicious food. Real food. Live from Spencer's home studio, podcasting to the world. This is Game of Food. And here's your host, Spencer Frederick. So who do you think you are? Are you an achiever? Do you get a lot of stuff done? Can you go really hard? Can you go harder than the average person to achieve a goal? Do you set deadlines and you do whatever it takes to reach that deadline because that is the person you are? When you say you're going to do something, you're going to follow through. Many people think that about themselves, and that's okay. I think uh, some of those thoughts are, are healthy thoughts, but when you go to improve health, wealth, or relationships, this one's going to be more specifically about health, but really applies to all three of those, your expectations that you on your own set could be self-sabotaging your results, causing self-destruction, and you do it from the get-go. What do these expectations look like in health and fitness and nutrition? Uh, When I start this program or this meal plan, I am never going to eat sugar. That's how perfect I'm going to be. I will never miss a workout, says the person that hasn't been working out for the last four years. I will lose the 50 pounds that I made up in my head. I made up that I need to lose 50 pounds by November 1st, which is another made up deadline. So you made up how much you need to lose and then you made up that deadline. Now, when you have these expectations or hard set deadlines, you have to ask yourself something first. How are you going to feel if you don't reach or don't meet those expectations? So you're following your meal plan for two and a half weeks perfectly. You haven't had any sugar because remember you said you didn't want to eat any sugar because you wanted fast results. You wanted fast results so you couldn't have sugar, but you failed. You had one brownie, told yourself it would only be one brownie, and it actually turned into four. How do you feel? Well, Spencer, I feel kind of like a failure. I told myself I wasn't supposed to have sugar, and then I ate sugar. I'm I'm a failure. That's the way I feel. Or some people, uh, you know, they get shameful. Some people get sad. Some people get mad. Some people blame others. They don't put it on themselves. But all, all negativity, do you understand that, like, how you feel after you ruin your expectations, makes you feel crummy. If you miss a workout, same. If you are shooting to lose 50 pounds by November 1st and you lose 33, well, I didn't meet my goal. I knew I'd never lose that weight. I could never get over that hump of 33 pounds. All negative. You see how you feel? Have you ever heard the term check yourself before you wreck yourself? It's actually, I, uh, so Trevor Cashy is someone, a podcast I li- listened to, and he talked about check yourself before you wreck yourself. And I figured I'd look up the definition, and it's very powerful. Like, it's very powerful. You think it's kind of funny, like, check yourself before you wreck yourself, meaning I'm going to beat you up. You know, it really, here's the definition of it, urban definition. Uh, examine what you're about to do or say before you say or do it wrong. Wow, right? What, what's another definition of check yourself? Checking oneself refers to keeping a tight rein on one's emotions and reactions 
to something at hand, lest he loses control. Whoa. So if you do eat sugar and it makes you feel like a failure because you binge on four more brownies when you were only supposed to have zero or allow yourself one, you felt like crap. And the result of feeling like crap is losing control in many cases. Have you ever had that one cheat meal and it actually turned into like three weeks straight? You thought it was going to be one cheat meal, but you spiraled down. It is this process of you setting expectations, not meeting those expectations so you feel like crap about yourself or about not getting your result. And the result of feeling that way is losing control. Wow. And it all starts with those expectations that you set. Now, I want to go through some questions here. So when you come to a conclusion of, I am a failure, why am I a failure? Because I ate sugar. Is this an opinion or is this a guess? Because saying you're a failure, I think is an opinion. I think there are some people that would love to achieve as much as you achieve, not just in health and fitness, but in your career and life and whatever, right? So calling yourself a failure, feeling bad, that's an opinion. Now, sometimes when people, you know, they're, they're doing well on their plan, uh, they're eating well, they're working out, and the scale doesn't move for three weeks, I'm just, I'm just not doing well. Is that a guess? Is that a guess? You haven't lost uh, weight in three weeks, according to the scale, but we're eating protein, we're doing strength workouts, you're watching what you're eating, you're eating fruits and vegetables, you cut out a lot of the junk foods from restaurants, you know, stuff like this. Is that a guess that you're not doing well? Is that a guess that you're not making progress? Did you lose a little bit of body fat and gain a little bit of muscle, which stalled the scale? Or did you lose body fat and then for whatever reason, you're retaining a little bit of water from your workouts? Muscle soreness, you can, you can cause some water retention. So are you guessing? You look at the scale, it didn't budge, and you guessed that your body wasn't changing. Does that make sense? You make decisions off of your own opinions and your own guesses. Another question I want to ask yourself is how would you treat others? If that person, if, if your friend had that one brownie and then they binged on, on four more, like, darn it, I did terrible. I'm way off track. Why am I even doing this? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stop. I'm just gonna get back to comfort. By the way, that's our safety net. So when we screw up, it's like, where's where's the safety net? Where did I feel good? Well, I felt good when I was just kind of doing whatever I wanted. I didn't feel good about my results, but in the moment of eating whatever I wanted, I felt good. So that's our safety net. That's where we go to. And so how would you treat others? Somebody tells you a really good friend, someone that you do care about, like you're not competitive with them, you're not like imagey, you know, you really do wish them well, somebody in your life, and they had this little brownie mistake. How would you treat them? Would you call them a failure? Would you, uh, you know, say things that made them feel sad and mad and, and want to quit their program? Or would you tell them that, hey, you've been trying. You're making changes to your habits, and this doesn't happen overnight. Why don't you just get right back on track with the very next meal? you'll be fine. I don't think you should beat yourself up. Do you think you'd say those things? You're damn right you would. That's what I say to my clients, or at least try to. That's what I would say to the people that I care about the most. 
But we don't say that to ourselves. We're much more critical. We're much more cutthroat. We're rude to ourselves. So you have to ask that when you're going through that cycle of setting expectations, feeling crappy by missing them, and then losing control, how would you treat others in that exact situation? Would you hope they quit if you cared about them? Because you do care about your own results, right? Like if, if you're thinking about losing weight, getting in shape, building muscle, whatever, just getting off medication, some of you, you need to treat yourself a little bit better. You need to last a little bit longer. You can't have this self-critic just always waiting for you to make a mistake. And when you do, he or she makes you feel like crap. Another thing I want to talk about this is sometimes when you're setting these expectations, you know, it might be related to arrogance. It might be thinking too highly of yourself. You're entitled to a result. Okay, I want to lose 50 pounds by November 1st. Okay, you can achieve that? Yes, I can. Well, well, let me tell you from my experience, client, that is setting this expectation, this deadline, that uh, you know it doesn't always go according to plan. Well, yes, it will, because I'm not going to eat any sugar. Remember I said that? I'm not going to miss any workouts. Now, now, this is hard for a coach. When you have a client that says that they're going to be your best client, when they are going to be your before and after picture, like, Spencer, I, when I become the after picture, you can share me all over the place. Because if you get me all the way back to where I want to be, I know you're a great coach. And I'm like, uh-oh, what do I do right now? Because the, the urge is you want to be like, okay, this person is extremely motivated. Well, am I really going to demotivate them? But what you also want to say is we're going to screw up. You're going to screw up. You're going to eat something you're not supposed to. You're going to miss a workout. Okay, and if you do eventually want to lose that 50 pounds, you don't have to put a deadline on it. November 1st, why? What if you end up losing that same 50 pounds by February 13th? You just, you won't like the result anymore because it wasn't the right date? Why are you so entitled? Why do you think you're so awesome at this? This is day number one for some of you. (laughs) you know, if you're about to start a program, this is day number one, and you're just going to outperform everyone? No, no, absolutely not. The people that usually are the highest performers are people that have been uh, really trying hard for years. Now, I don't want you to lose hope like, well, I haven't been trying for years, so I can't get results. No, absolutely not. But what I mean is, is that when you're starting something new, like I've said in other episodes, it's like riding a bike. And you're going to screw up a little bit more. And then you get better and better as the months go on. And I say months go on because I really hope you're thinking long term and not like in some six-week program where you're doing something you hate and you can't wait to get get it, get it through it and get done and back to life. You know, that's not the way to be. Now, being entitled to a result sets you up for self-destruction. You thinking that you can achieve so much and putting so much pressure on you, you self-destruct. Because you think highly of yourself, like, I can't achieve this, I've done it before. And when you don't, you self-destruct. Uh, you know, you, you're mean to yourself, like I said earlier, and you're mean to others. There are people that blame gyms and other programs, and I know there's bad apples out there. There are bad coaches. There are programs that are more for profits and not for results. Okay, those are bad apples. 
But for the good programs out there, sometimes they get blamed when they shouldn't at all. It's because you're self-destructing. You were entitled to this result, and you think so highly of yourself that when you don't get there, then it's somebody else's fault. Now, I know I'm being kind of tough, but this helps me. This helps me. This should help everybody, and it should help you in different categories. So let me give you some tools on how you should start. If you, if you have to set these deadlines and expectations, you know, they should, they should come from a different angle. Saying things like, I am not going to quit is much more powerful than I'm never going to eat sugar. Because if you say I'm not going to quit, that means you do have a mistake of eating a brownie. And since you can't quit because that was your expectation, you just keep going. Wow. You see how that little twist changes everything? And the only time you would feel bad about yourself is if you did eventually quit. So that allows for some flexibility. It allows for a longer-term focus. If you have a longer-term focus, you are more likely to succeed. Because if you only go in saying, I'm just not going to quit, then along the journey, you have a good mindset about it. You're not beating yourself up. So I hope this helps you realize that, that your expectations can cause weight gain. Okay, because you go in with these strong expectations, which some of them are so strict that I know somebody's going to fail on them, and then they quit. And the biggest problem in nutrition, and the biggest problem with uh, overweight and obesity is just the starting and stopping so much. It's not that we don't know how. It's not that there's crappy programs out there that don't work. No, it's, it's this starting and stopping. But we're starting and stopping because of this. Expectations. I hope that made sense, uh, this episode, because it's important. Not every personality is going to align with this episode. But if what I'm saying is ringing true, like, oh my gosh, I do that, that is your number one hurdle. Your number one hurdle is not like you don't eat enough fruit. It's not that. It is this. It is this right here. So give yourself a chance by setting some better expectations that support long-term success. I hope this helps. Spencer, signing off.